JC here, and we're going to talk about something that might be a little bit uncomfortable for some of us on the call today, uh, feelings. Reminds me of that song, feelings, nothing more than feelings. I don't know if you've heard that song before. Uh, I, I'm not even sure who sang, I don't know if that's Barbra Streisand or something like that. But anyway, when we're talking about this issue of difficult conversations, we can't ignore the fact that feelings are a part of this whole thing, okay? So when we sit down and we, we're getting ready to have a difficult conversation with somebody, there are feelings that we bring to the table. Could be feelings of anxiety, could be feelings of relief, could be feelings of anger, right? Maybe that's what brought the whole thing about in the first place is that there's some anger, there's some unresolved issues, you know, that we have with that person. So whatever it is, when we come to a difficult conversation, we're going to have these feelings. And the thing that we can't do, especially as leaders, is we can't ignore those feelings. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. You walk into a difficult conversation, and if you haven't stopped to really consider your feelings, and as we're going to talk about here in a second, the feelings of the other person, you're going to walk into a complete mess. And you're not going to know what to say and you're gonna be all over the place because emotionally our minds, you know, this is the difference between us and robots. And it's the reason why some people would say they're excited for AI to take over because AI doesn't have in robots and all this stuff, they don't have these emotions. And that's what, these emotions that we have as human beings, that's what trips us all up, right? It's, it's the hardest thing about leading people is because people are filled with these things called emotions, but you are too. And so you have to understand that when you come to the table with a uh, some kind of a conversation that's not going to be a fun conversation, you're going to have some feelings involved. So I'm on page 91. Here's what it has to say. Most of us assume that knowing how we feel is no more complicated than knowing whether we are hot or cold. We just know. But in fact, we often don't know how we feel. Many of us know our own emotions about as well as we know a city we are visiting for the first time. We may recognize certain landmarks, but fail to understand the subtle rhythms of daily life. We can find the main boulevards, but remain oblivious to the tangle of back streets where the real action is. Before we can get to where we're going, we need to know where we are. So when it comes to understanding our own emotions, where most of us are is lost. Okay. And that is a true, that's a true statement. And our emotions, man, they get in there and they can cause this. I mean, I want you to think about a time in your life when your emotions took over and you made a horrible decision, maybe it was a bad decision when it came to relationships. Maybe it was a bad decision when it came to a job. Maybe it was a bad decision when it came to reacting to something, right? Uh, we've all done this before. And I got to tell you, just the other day, I woke up and I wasn't even angry. I was pissed. I'm just going to be honest with you. I was pissed. And I couldn't figure out why. Now, again, I journal. And, and I think when it comes to this kind of stuff, I've learned the hard way. I could tell you story after story about how I've not handled my emotions well in my life, especially back in my 20s. And so I learned the hard way, very hard way, lost jobs and all, lost relationships, jobs, all kinds of stuff, because I didn't know how to handle my emotions. I just, you know, whatever it, you know, whatever, there was no filter. So whatever what was up here, it just came straight out. And, and over time, and, and hopefully as my life has kind of gone up, I've, I've learned how to do this. I would actually say, as I've learned how to do this, handle these emotions, my life has gone up. And so that's been important. So at this stage in my life, I 
I tend to journal and that kind of stuff. And so I knew something was off. And so I knew I needed to get in my journal right away and start writing, start. And it just came out. I mean, I was I was pissed about several things and I was able to write all these things down. And I don't want you getting concerned or worried. It was just it was small things like, for instance, it's Thanksgiving week you know, as I'm recording this and my dryer just went out right before this, my refrigerator went out. So spent a whole two weeks trying to get the refrigerator fixed. And we had guys in here all the time and they, they couldn't get it fixed. Finally, the right guy came and the very day the refrigerator got fixed. And while that's all happening, uh, I got a prime rib this year for Thanksgiving. I wanted to change it up. And so I'm worried because of my, my freezer and my refrigerator aren't working, but there's one pocket in, in the bottom of my, fr- of my freezer that's working. So that's where the prime were. That's where the prime rib got stuck. Um, and luckily it was okay, but it was like, it, so I stressed out about that. And then I'm stressed. Then the very next day after that gets fixed, my dryer goes out. And so now I got to like tomorrow I got laundry to do. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to haul a bunch of laundry over to the laundromat and have to sit in the laundromat. And that just, and I used to do that a long time. So it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm too good for that. I, I used to do that a long time ago, but I don't want to be doing it right now, especially not on Thanksgiving week. So anyway, all these things, and there's some other things in there. And, and I realized that I'm on edge and if I'm not careful, okay. And I also realized I just need to get to the gym too, or go for a walk or something like that. But if I really, if I'm not careful, uh, I'm going to have some hard conversations today that, that aren't going to be uh, positive or productive. And the same thing happens with you, right? So we've got to understand that we have emotions. I think that journaling is probably one of the best ways to kind of figure it out. But if you don't journal, um, find some other way where you can, you know, maybe it's meditation every day. Maybe it's centering yourself in the morning or at night. Nighttime is another one, right? I found that right before I go to bed, if I get a chance just to pop the journal out again and just write some thoughts down and I sleep 10 times better. There are often times when I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't sleep and all I need to do is journal because I have these thoughts bouncing off my head. I don't know if any of you are like me, but I've got thoughts always bouncing off the top of my head. And so but sometimes I just break out of the journal. I'll journal two, three, four pages and I'm able to sleep like a little baby, right? It's because of all those emotions, right? So here's what I want to talk about today, okay? You've got to understand that you have feelings, you got to admit that, and then you got to figure out where they're hiding at. Okay, so the first thing that uh, we learned today on page 91 is it talks about exploring your emotional footprint. And the writer goes on to say this, as we grow up, each of us does, each of us develops a characteristic emotional footprint whose shape is determined by which feelings we believe are okay to have and express and which are not. Think back to when you were growing up. How did your family handle emotions? And in my family, we did not handle emotions at all. It was just like this. Look, I'm going to be transparent with you next week. So it's actually the week that you'll be watching this. I'm going to be back in Minneapolis. I've got a board meeting I have to go to. But before that, because I'm back in in Indiana, it's close to Indiana. I've got to stop by and see my family. And I got a little anxiety around that. You know, some of you love your family. You got great families and it just thoughts of warm cookies and all kinds of great things come up. And others of us, you know, as soon as we think about family, it's like the therapy, right? You know, we've got our therapist on nine, you know, on speed dial. And, and we had, so I grew up in a family that we just didn't express emotions at all. You just kept it to yourself. There was always this underlying, some of you know what I'm talking about. There's always just this underlying, you know, 
And, and that's no fun. And that's not how I run my family today, for sure. We just we just throw it out there. We let our daughters throw it out there. And we think that's really important, especially trying to raise three strong daughters. It's really important that they are able to express their feelings and express them in healthy ways. That's really important. But anyway, I'm just saying all that to say, uh, think back to how your family was, right? And how did you handle those emotions? Were you allowed to express them? Were you allowed to feel them? Or was it kind of like, hey, suck it up and drive on? Or did you just not talk about it? Was it like mine? It was just this toxic, right? It was just this layer of all these things that need to be said, but nobody wanted to say them, right? <laughs> which feelings were easily discussed and which people did, and, and which did people pretend weren't there? What was your role in the emotional life of your family? What emotions do you now find it easy to acknowledge and express and, and with whom? Right. Each of us has a unique footprint and you believe and you may believe that that you may be, you may believe that it's OK to feel longing or sadness, but not OK to feel anger. Anger may be easy for me to express why feelings of shame and failure are off limits. And it's not only so-called negative feelings that are Im implicated. Some of us may find it easy to express. So basically, all this is saying, how do you feel when it comes to expressing your feelings? Right. Does that make you nervous or are you one of these people that you're emotionally healthy, you're emotionally intelligent, and you're able to just express here's how I'm feeling in an appropriate, healthy way? And I that's wonderful. OK, but here's some some pointers that that the book gives us. OK, it, it, first is this. We have to accept that feelings are normal and natural. OK, feelings aren't bad. So whenever somebody says you know, it's one of the things that we don't say in my home, you know, you never hear somebody say, hey, stop feeling that way. You know, you shouldn't feel this way. Right. Well, I have no control over my emotions. I mean, I'm 44 years of age and I still find crazy emotions, you know, and thoughts going through my head. Right. So how do you think it is with an 11 year old or a 13 year old or an eight year old? Right. You know, we don't say that kind of stuff because feelings are normal. They're natural. And sometimes you have high feelings and it's just really excited. And sometimes, you know, the, the sign of maturity, especially as a leader, is that we never are driven by our feelings, never are driven by our emotions. The older I get and the more I journal, because I journal a lot or meditate, it's easy for me to see kind of the highs and the lows. And one day I'm just in love with all this stuff and this and that. And I love my job and I can't believe how grateful I am for all the things I get to do. And the next thing you know, I'm in an airport and I'm pissed off at my job and I, I don't want to have that. I don't want to do this and I don't want to get on another plan. I don't want to have to go teach. Another, I don't want to have to do another podcast. I don't. Right. So it's emotions. But if I let those emotions drive me, that's when you have people who are inconsistent, right? So as leaders, we've got to be able to understand that we have feelings. They're natural. It's okay. But but we don't let them drive our actions. That's the same thing when it comes to difficult conversations. It's okay to have emotions. Not allowed, It's not okay to let them drive our actions. N number two is this recognize that good people can have bad feelings. That's, that's key right there. You can be a really good person. And we're at Point Loma Nazarene. We have a lot of faith-based people. I'm a faith-based person, okay? Uh, faith is very important to my life. And and if if you're not, so I grew up in a very legalistic church. And I, I think I probably was told several times, you're not supposed to feel certain ways. And so we weren't told how to have negative feelings, but have them in a healthy way, right? And how to express them in a healthy way. But we have to recognize that good people can have bad feelings, right? There are good people that you recognize. Some of your heroes that you have right now, and I'm thinking of a couple in my mind, you know, people I've looked up to, the closer you get to them, the more you hang around them, the more you realize they're going to have bad days. They're going to have bad feelings. They're going to have bad emotions. Okay. It's okay. Okay. Uh, now he, here's something, uh, you know, 
that it says here you won't always be happy with what you're feeling for example you assume that you feel sad at your brother's funeral but instead you find you feel rage i've heard about people having that before you know you should be excited about finally getting your dream job but instead you feel unmotivated and weepy i'll tell you when i first got hired at point loma 2022 was just a banner year for me everything uh you know long story short i walked away from a job in 2020 at the end and during the pandemic you know i went part-time i said hey i need to go out and I knew I needed to teach and I wanted to consult everything I'm doing right now. I knew this is what I wanted to do, but I was in a whole other field. And so I knew I had to, I had to make a jump. And, uh, and, uh, so I made that jump and it was the 2021 was the heart, probably one of the best years of my life. One of the hardest years of my life. So much rejection I faced in the market. So much. I can't even tell you about it. Turn the page into 2022. And I get hired at Point Loma as a leadership professor. Leadership is my life. It's everything that I love to talk about and teach. And it's, it, I just, I, it, just that word excites me. Leaders excite me. You, again, getting to work with amazing people like you excites me. Uh, so that happened. And then I get hired by this consulting firm based out of Denver. And that just keeps getting bigger and better and all that kind of stuff. But it was funny in 2022, after all that stuff happened, I found myself at sometimes I, I was angry. I was tired. I was emotionally exhausted. And I think what it was, was I was actually, I'd never processed 2021 and all the rejection I faced and all of the pain that I faced to try to get to 2022. Right. And so I had one of those moments where I got my dream job. I'm, I'm doing everything I've ever wanted to do. And yet I found myself, you know, really for an extended period of time, I'm talking like two or three months, almost depressed in 2022 is an amazing thing. But that's the emotional part. I've never shared that with anybody, but that's an emotional part about who we are. So we have to watch that. Okay. And, and again, how do I take that into the workplace? Okay. <clears throat> it comes down here. There are times when denying feelings serves a deeper psychological function in the face of overwhelming anxiety, fear, loss, trauma. Removing yourself from your feelings can help you to cope with daily life. And see, that's that's important for us to, you know, the more mature we become, we understand that, hey, right now I can't feel these feelings. You know, you see that when somebody maybe loses somebody important to them, but they're a mom or a dad and they've got to still raise three other kids and be a spouse and get the funeral prepared. You know, I had friends that they lost their 15 year old son. He died by suicide a few years ago. And their mom just now she feels feelings. But the mom of that 15 year old, can you imagine, you know, for those of you who have kids on the call today or you have you know people you're close to, can you imagine that your 15 year old son? And she just stayed steady and even to this day. That happened in 2017, and she is still just a steady rock. Now, she feels feelings, and she'll tell you that. She'll cry her, her eyes out, you know, her eyeballs, you know, just wet with tears. But she understands that there are times that, I, you know, she can't be doing that all the time, right? Uh, it's just the way a world works. So it's important to recognize that good people can have bad feelings. And number three, learn that your feelings, now this is key for a difficult conversation, learn that your feelings are just as important as their feelings. Okay, so the person sitting across from you, they're also going to feel it. Now, if you're in the position of power, and let's say you're 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 giving somebody some feedback that they don't want to hear, let's say that you're having to fire somebody, you know, let's say you're having to move somebody, you're having to demote somebody, right? These are tough things, and and if we're not careful, we begin to you know expect the person across the way from us to have a really good attitude about it, and they don't. They've got feelings, and all of this takes time. Right. We've got to be we've we've got to be cautious about this. We have to be careful about this. OK, so so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about with there. Now, here's going to be the question right here. OK, here's our first you know question. 
And I just want you to reflect on this personally. So here's the first question I want you to answer. How do you manage your own feelings? I just want you to think about that and reflect on that. And just, you know, two, three, four, five sentences. Tell me how you ref- uh, tell me how you manage your feelings. Okay. And, uh, you know, tell me if there's a way that you can get better at managing your feelings. Okay. So I, I just want you to reflect on that. Okay. And then I want to go to, I think it's page 119 here. I want to make sure I'm on the right page. 119. I think that's where we're going. Yes. Page 119. And I want to talk about this idea of identity and then we'll wrap up this video. We have one more video this week. We'll wrap this up. Okay. Now, um, uh, again, we're talking about uh, difficult conversations and all this is important so that when you sit down and have a difficult conversation, you bring your full self, your centered self. And, you know, the, the greatest thing that could ever be said about you is that you give somebody bad news or a difficult conversation. And they walk away better and they say, man, you know what? I'm really glad that that so-and-so did that because now I'm a better person. That's what you want. Okay. Three things to accept about yourself. We're talking about identity. No doubt there are some aspects of you that you will struggle with for a lifetime. And if you can't admit that, then you've got a lot of work to do. Okay. There are things in all of our closets that we have back there that will, you know, for some of us, they will be just daily struggles, lifetime struggles. When you look inside, you won't always like what you see, and you'll find that accepting those parts of yourself takes serious work. Again, for me, it's journaling. For you, you've got to figure out what that is. But as you move away from an all-or-nothing identity and towards uh, toward a more complex view of who you are, you'll notice that it, is e- that it is easier to accept certain paths of yourself that have given you trouble in the past. And there are three characteristics that are particularly important to be able to accept about yourself in difficult conversations. The more you easily admit to your own mistakes, and you have them, I have them, uh, you own mixed intentions and your own contributions to the problem. That's important. What did I do to, to contribute to this, you know, t- to this situation? Once you can do all that, the more balanced you will feel during the conversation and the higher uh, the chances it, it will go well. So that that that's all part of that being centered is that you recognize your own responsibility in this. Okay, so here's one thing you need to know about yourself. Number one, you will make mistakes. Okay, I need you to own that. Just say that. Just say that out loud real quick. I'm going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. You're not going to be a perfect leader. And you've got to own that. Right. And, and sometimes you've got to look across the table and tell people you're sorry. That's a hard thing to have to do, especially when you have a view of yourself and maybe people have a view of you as a leader. I've had to do that many times. That that that's a hard thing to do. But the reality is you're going to make mistakes. I have made my share of mistakes along the journey. You're going to make yours as well. Your intentions are complex. That's important for us. Sometimes we get nervous about upcoming conversations because we know that our past behavior was not always motivated by good intentions. Okay. Being honest with uh, what it just tells a story here that was later in the book, but we don't have to. It's important for us to understand that sometimes we don't have the best intentions. And sometimes we think we have, you know, good intentions. Okay. Um, I've got a, my, oldest stepdaughter right now we're going through this uh she's got a friend of hers that she's having some issues with some problems with and she struggles and she finds herself angry now there's it and i can't go into all this here on on the call but there's there's a separate issue that i have with this other friend that she has okay there's some things going on in this other person's life that i don't like and i don't my stepdaughter we're trying to help her out with some things and help her grow but it's interesting. We both have an issue with this person, this other person in our life, but it's interesting what our intentions are. Okay. 
Mine are, I think, from a father's perspective, very protective and knowing that, that the, the situation that surrounds this other person is not good for my daughter. And so I don't want her in it. She's upset with this person, but it's completely different. And what we think it is, is that she actually uh, is jealous about a relationship that this person's in. She wants to be in a relationship with this person, but this person's in another relationship. And so there's, there's, this, there's this, you know, so we're both upset with this situation. We're both not at ease with this situation, but our intentions are much different. I think I could be wrong, but I think that my intentions are a little bit better than the 13 year olds. Okay. So we have to understand that, that our intentions can be complex. Sometimes we, you know, I mean, think about the last difficult conversation you had and think about some of your intentions. Sometimes it's a, and I've done this before where I've had to have a difficult conversation. It was someone I couldn't stand and it was almost like, I got you. I got you. So it wasn't an empowering, hey, I'm coming to you with this conversation because I want to see you get better. It was more of like, ha I told you, I told you, right? And, and now I get to tell you. And, and that's not right. As a leader, and this is a whole other conversation, our intentions really should always be in any difficult conversation once we recognize the flaws and who we are is always about helping the other person reach their full and highest potential. So that's number two. Number three, this is important for us to understand. You have contributed to the problem. If you are a leader and this is a leadership, you know, a leadership situation, if it's a family situation, you have contributed to the problem. I can't stand when I hear parents talk crap about their kids. Okay. I, I can't stand when I hear parents talk about how their kids do this and do that. I'm thinking, you're the parents, right? The, you know, you, this happened under your watch. Now, I'm not saying, that, you know, that they have to be, you know, parents have to hold responsibility for everything. Uh, but a really great parent will look at a situation their kid gets into. Maybe it's not a good situation. And they'll say, what did I do to, you know, to contribute to this? What do I need to do better in the future? You have contributed to the problem. That's always important for you to understand. Okay. Is, is to just look at the situation and just say, what have I done to make this situation? If you're part of that conversation, it means you contribute, you know, if you, you contributed to the situation somehow. And maybe it just could be the processes in your business were so off, your organization was so off that you hired the wrong person, maybe because it was a lazy rush process or so whatever it could be. You've got to look at yourself. You've got to own that for yourself. So uh, um, you can write about one or two things here on this one. Okay. One is this. I want you to write about a time when your intentions weren't great. Okay. And Write just a quick reflection on that now. Looking back on that now, what could you have done better in that situation? Or I want you to write about a time that you had a leadership issue with someone else that you contributed to the problem. Maybe it's something in recent, right? In in recent months, recent weeks. And I want you to figure that out and just say, hey, here's a situation that happened in my organization, my team, whatever it might be. And here's how I contributed. Here's what I could have done better. Okay. So again, these, these questions just help us reflect a little bit more. So when we get to that next difficult conversation, we understand the feelings aspect. We understand our intentions. We look at those a little bit deeper. I'll see you in the next video. Take care.